Hey, hi there. Welcome to Open Up Auto Shop. Let's take a look at your car real fast and see what's going on. Alright. So what are you saying is the problem? You think it's the alternator? Nah, nah, nah. I see what the problem is here. So I see your car is not using all its strengths. You gotta make sure that you use your car's strength. You know, or you're gonna be back here every single time. And, you know, as much as I would love the business, this car deserves to be on the road. I see that your network is running a little low. All right, so we'll get that replaced. You got to make sure you identify those opportunities, too. Because if you don't, man, you will be sorry. Let's take a deeper look under the hood and see what else we can find. This is... This is Open Shop, the podcast... Podcast that documents the journey, 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 the journey of building and launching Open Shop, the small business geo marketplace. Started, gets started, gets started. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Open Up Shop Podcast. I'm your host EA Green, and we're here to navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. And conquer these obstacles by just getting started. So I know you heard the, uh, the the skit today. I know you heard that skit. And what our theme is for today is selling your strengths. And it is so important to sell your strengths when it comes to being in business because it can do so many things for you. It can help generate leads for you, help actually generate actual business for you, and actually be able to help you position yourself so that you can have a unique selling standpoint. And for today's discussion to really kind of dive deep into that, I have a really good friend with here me with me today, and her name is Magali Yacinth. What's up, Magali? Hey, Magali. Can you tell everybody, the listeners of Open Up Shop, a little bit about yourself? Hey, everyone. Um, like Eric said, I am Magali Yacinth. I am from Miami, Florida. But raised in, I'm sorry, I was raised in Miami, Florida, but I'm from the Bahamas and my mother's from Haiti. So I like to rep that I'm Haitian, of course. Um, and like a true Islander, I am a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> you only <laughs> so, got two jobs. Right. <laughs> so um, I have multiple jobs, but I own two businesses. Um, one is Yes, which is a corporate event firm. And I recently started another business, which is known as So In Foresight, which is a oil aggregation company. Company. All right. So I met Magali almost three years this month, actually. Um, really? Yeah, it'll be three years <laughs> this month. All right. And it was weird. Me and Magali just kind of just kind of clicked right off the back. It, we just noticed that there was a gap in where we were. And we just realized that we were tired of having anybody else trying to fulfill it for us. So we just kind of linked. And Magali has basically been the pushing force, you know, to make sure <laughs> that I was just on top of everything when it came to uh, open shop, even the podcast open up shop. She was just instrumental in just making sure that, you know, we can have an event that had nothing to do with business. And she was making sure that it was like, hey, you know, make sure you check out my boy EA, you know, what he <laughs> has going on. Or she would let me know some things that were coming up the pipeline that probably shouldn't have told me, but um, <laughs> I appreciate it. I've never fumbled it. All right. 
now Mags, I know I normally, I mean, I've been calling you Magaly, you know, just for the for the folks, but we all know you by Mags. Mags, you know, she introduced herself to me actually as Queen Mags, and I don't know why it's in my phone is that, but whatever. Like, we just have that general respect for each other. But Mags, before we get into the discussion about selling your strengths, can you let everyone know what got you started? Yeah, for sure. Um, the answer to that would be Oprah. Um, as far as, as far back as I can remember in college, Oprah just had a huge influence on me when you finally realize what it is that she's doing as a black woman in America and what she has done and all the trials and tribulations that she went through and still came out on top. And I mean, Oprah is, she's a brick house, literally. Like that woman yeah. is everything. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of Oprah quotes that I feel like touch with me, but it's perfect that you said Queen Mags because the quote that I would want to say like that keeps me going and gets me started when I think about Oprah, she said, think like a queen. A queen is not afraid to fail. Failure is another stepping stone to greatness. And that sticks with me very regularly. That's that's deep. Yeah. That's deep. All right. You, you, you come in here today. <laughs> You come in here ready, ready, ready to go. That's what I'm talking about. All right. So with the topic today, um, at first I was thinking about wanting to talk to you about your um, corporate, uh, your corporate event um, mm-hmm. company, but you just recently started a new company. Yeah. And I feel like it's kind of perfect for what Open Up Shop is about in terms of you know looking into you know people who are entrepreneurs and who are maybe in different stages yeah. right and you know you've been doing yes for for years now yeah. but let us talk a little bit more about sewing for scythe can right. you let us know what sewing for scythe is and you know in terms of the company and then what how did you kind of got involved with that okay um, so Sewing for Scythe is a socially innovative oil company and basically what we do is we aggregate oil mm-hmm. um, and once we aggregate the oil, and I'll tell you in just a quick second how we collect that oil, we then process the oil into biodiesel right. to eventually put biofuel into our school buses locally. So how we collect the oil is we go to restaurants here in Forsyth County, and we basically tell them what we're doing, and we cut, we get them to sign on with us as a company mm-hmm. for us to come and collect their waste cooking oil. Um, and I have a plant here, and we process the oil. Right. We're not at a stage... We will get there. We're still an early business. We're not at a stage where we're turning it into biodiesel in my plant. Right. We're still doing that offsite. Still, it's still within the state of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing that offsite, but we are aggregating the oil, um, basically making sure that we get the good and get rid of the bad all right. and so all of that. Yeah. From my understanding, what aggregating is is you know you are taking cooking oil from these different restaurants. Uh, within Forsyth County, mm-hmm. um, starting off, let's say in Winston, mm-hmm. right? So you collect it at the end of the day or at the end of. We well, have different schedules for different, different restaurants. Schedule, right? Yep. So you know, someone who just made, you know, eighty pounds of fries in one day. <laughs> yeah. You are going like your company is going and collecting that that excess oil or mm-hmm. that the oil that they are no longer using, mm-hmm. and then you are taking it to your plant which will then take out the impurities of that because there's still some good oil yeah. within that. Yeah. And, and then that. we're using the good oil and turning it into biodiesel. Okay. So after it gets turned into biodiesel, what's the plan after that? So it's two fa- it's twofold. You could just sell it in the open market and make a lot of money, which don't be fooled. I will do, but that's not the, <laughs> that is not the intent of my company right. uh, to begin with. So 
going into why I started, if that's okay, yeah, a course. little bit. I, I, I've never been a science girl. I, that's not my world. So this right. is kind of all new for me right. and it new in a good way. Cause I'm learning and like Oprah say, don't be afraid to fail. Right. Um, so for, with me, I learned very fairly recently that our school buses here locally are using 5% biofuel, only 5%. Okay. And it's primary. And I was like, well, why don't we use more? Right. Um, and the most that you can use right now is 20%. So okay. I'm like, well, why aren't we using 20%? Like, right, what's right, the problem? Right. What's, yeah, going, what's on? going on? Um, and it, it boils down to the numbers. It's just expensive because they have to get it from other locations. And to get it here into our city, it's just way more money. So... Uh, the city can't get it from a shell or something like that. Is it like a special? So, I mean, when the biofuel that you see at the gas stations, right. I mean, it is, but they would, I mean, think about how many school buses we have. There's yeah, not enough. Right, of course, of course. Yeah. Okay. So, and it's not like they're lining the school buses up at a gas station to do it that way. Okay. So they have, you know, their stations and places that they put it in, but it's still not, it's not enough being transported. And this, when the gas stations get biodiesel mm-hmm. in the community, it's for their gas station. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and either way, it's still expensive for the right. schools. So the idea behind my business is to be able to give that to the schools at an affordable price. Okay. Or at least okay, okay. the general market rate. Um, right. So where they're not paying the foreign cost when they're getting it elsewhere. Um, that was one of the things when I learned that it's only 5%. And another big factor for me is... So there was opportunity there. You, you huge saw. opportunity, yeah. Okay. Another big factor is I learned, which is so funny, because I don't have kids, and I just be like, don't tell me nothing about kids. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're, they're adorable. They're, I, they are pure, and I love them. But um, we learned that, I learned that there's a huge asthma crisis, Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. a lot of the for kids in yeah. Forsyth County, and the asthma crisis is connected a lot to the to the oil in the school buses, the fuel in the school buses. Wow! And if we had cleaner oil, I keep saying oil, cleaner fuel right. in the school buses, there's less likely chance to affect those students as severely. Okay. Um, and I mean, it's just better for everyone in yeah, general because right, right, right. I mean, the school buses go throughout the entire county, right. so we're all breathing that air. Right. So if we can put higher percentage of cleaner fuel in the school buses, why not? Right. And it doesn't require that we change any parts in the engineering. Mm-hmm. It's literally just adding more biodiesel into the school buses. Okay. So yeah. So from what I from what you've told me, you know, mm-hmm. um and you got introduced into this business, um basically you bought into this business, right? Or you were Right. You were like, so Yes. Okay. So Ultimately, the, my question is, why were you approached? Like, like, how did that? Like, how did you? How did it happen? Yeah, because I know, um, I know you. You were brought on, not yeah. necessarily like you brainchild this, right? Yeah, it, it was a mixture of the two. Okay. Um. So, I am, like I said in the beginning, a serial entrepreneur. Right. Like, if there's an opportunity that you see, my my belief is cease it. You you take right. control of it. You see how you, what you can do with it. That's that Oprah mentality. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, and one of the first things that, okay, so I met the individuals that are now my investors and business partners, right. um, and they had a company by the name of Biodiesel for Schools, which still exists. So in Forsyth, which is my company, um, pretty much bought out those accounts that they had to collect waste cooking oil. Right. Okay. Um, so that added to my clientele just in the beginning yeah. um, and it's a partnership. So we work together. And then of course we're adding clients every day. Of course. Um, so they had the vision and they were running it, not as an entrepreneurial business though. And I don't want to get too much into what they were doing right, right. now. If that's okay. But um, they had the vision overall of 
get the waste cooking oil and let's put it into school buses. So I was like, that's phenomenal. Okay. Why is why isn't this a thing? Like, why aren't we doing this? Right. Um, and I think they they recognize my entrepreneurial spirit, okay. um, which I'm thankful for. And I just me having the entrepreneurial spirit, one of the first things I recognize is this could create jobs in our community. Okay. Because ultimately, once we start adding more of these restaurants, right. I'm not I'm not picking up the oil. Right. So we're gonna need to hire more people to drive around and do this. So that had that had a huge influence in us marrying our companies together. Of course. Um, so their company still exists, even though someone for Scythe bought out the accounts. It's yeah, it's a sister company for us. I understand. So, yeah. So it seems like that one of the one of the strengths. You're not really necessarily calling it out in particular, but one of the strengths that you have is in terms of recognizing the opportunity, right? Yeah. Recognizing that there was a gap in the sense of that you felt like that you can potentially you know make a profit and also help, right? Yeah. And also give back. So. Yeah. From my understanding, you're giving back in terms of lower fuel costs to schools, which can then turn into money that can be used taking out of fuel costs and putting it into other programs, um, such as, you know, a lot of after school programs and things of that nature. Absolutely correct. And and then the potential of creating jobs and stuff like that. Because it's very community focused, like you said. Right. Very community focused. Yeah. So I know you as a very outgoing person, right? (laughs) So let's talk about the... And I feel like this is a perceived strength that I think that you have, right? Mm-hmm. It's like your terms of being a people person. And so let's talk about the the process of now adding these different restaurants, like your potential customer, kind of sort of, right? To, you know, how do you got, what's that process of getting yeah. them on board? And has how's it been going for you? So one of what I think is one of my biggest strengths, and a lot of times people don't recognize this as a strength, is networking skills. Right. Um, and I think that has helped me. It helped me tremendously in my first business, yes. Mm-hmm. And it's proving to be kind of key in my current business because the other side of the business that I didn't talk about too much, and I will get to the restaurants, that I didn't talk about too much has been, there's another piece that you have to get to schools to say yes for, for us to put the bio. It's, oh, it's not just, yeah. right. it's not just, yeah, now that I'm doing this, I want to put fuel in your bus. There's a whole process, you know, right. with yeah, the school so, board, the county commissioners, right. city council. Ooh. So that, yeah, so yeah I, that, that's another side of the business that primarily I'm, I'm deeply involved in right now as we begin and start up. So there's like, there's a direct B2B side. Mm-hmm. Right in terms of you working with the different restaurants or yep. any or any you know facility or any company that has excess you know excess oil that they want to get rid yep. of, and then there's a community outreach side, absolutely. Like in terms of like government, like yeah, and, and government is harder than most. Yep, and government is harder than most. But like I said, I feel like networking is one of my skills, and it's I'm, I thank God every day because I believe that I'm a genuine person, so right. I'm not approaching the school board members or the county commissioners or the city council members or our mayor. I'm not approaching them on some phony or not real situation. I'm just like, listen, this is the deal. This is what I'm trying to do. I'm thankful. And I would be remiss if I didn't say this, that we are in a city where women and minorities are kind of at a prime right now starting businesses. So I use that to my benefit. And I think anybody who's a woman or minority and you're trying to start a business out there, I don't care what people say. You you make sure that that's recognized. Right. Especially with my industry right now, when you're talking about the oil business, like, the, it ain't a lot of me. Right. It's not. I mean. It's not. not, not, not I mean, yeah. Let on, let, 
someone, you know, a black woman, but it's not a lot of women in that. It's not a, that. a lot of women and then definitely not a lot of black women. Um, and I recognize that I'm not, it's not foreign to me that, that right. there's not a lot. So I take what I'm starting yeah. very seriously because you just never know what the potential could be. So, but I still see that. I see that as a strength, one of those strengths that, yeah. I mean, I can hide that strength if I wanted to. Right. I'm black and I'm a woman. That's a strength. I mean, but so I, I, I want to <laughs> clarify for the people listening, like is, I don't, you're not necessarily saying like, Hey, carry a huge, you know, oh, no, no, like, no, 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 it's, no. it's just like in terms of, you know. Coming correct and, you know, showing like, look, you know, I know that this is, you know, in terms of the boldness of being in that industry or being in that space and kind of just commanding the attention, right? Or You have to because, and I hope I'm not not being disrespectful when I say this and I'm learning this as because this business is still fairly new for me. You have to be bold. You have to step because this business is drowning in white men. And okay. you are, the, I mean, you're I the mean, little black girl and they're looking at you like, what? And yeah. you have to be able to have the strength of Oprah and Beyonce and Michelle Obama and all of that on your back. I'm sorry to say it like that, but that's just, I'm not sorry, actually. But that's, <laughs> I, you have to recognize that oh, being that a black nice. woman, being a black woman is a strength when you're talking about starting your own business. And not just in the oil business industry, but yeah. just when you're starting a company right. and you're doing that. So that's that. And then from the restaurant side, to answer your actual question, yeah. <laughs> to answer your actual question from the restaurant side, um, there's a strength in networking as well because it's sales at the end of the day. Going to these restaurants, whether I do a pitch to a, a group of restaurant owners, whether it's a one-on-one presentation that I'm doing, whether it's just a quick conversation and they decide, yeah, I support this. It's various approaches to it, but it boils down to you having the social skills and the networking skills to adequately do that. And I think that's one of my biggest strengths. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So So I want to I want to kind of – I know we were talking about you. I just want to add a couple of things in terms of like how I perceived, you know, what the strengths of what open shop was, right. And in mm-hmm. terms of what I brought, yeah. you know, through open shop. So what I realized was, you know, one of the issues that I've seen was that there was a lot, there's a large, you know, influx of entrepreneurship, right. Yeah. Some people are calling it trendy. I don't really think so. I think that people are just, you know, trying to find things that are fulfilling and, it seems like there's a lot of tools out there that actually, you know, limit what a what an entrepreneur can do in terms of how they can operate. Yeah. And what happened or what I've noticed is that everyone's using social media to sell, sell, sell. Yeah. And not necessarily to to show what value they bring to their potential customers, mm-hmm. right? Because no one wants to go to a, a car, you know, a car lot, and as soon as you walk on, they're like, "Hey, can I sell you a car? Can I sell you a car?" Right, this right. Is, you know, this is a thousand dollars. This is you know, ten grand. This is thirty grand, right? They normally show, like, approach you by saying, "Hey, do you know what this car can do?" Right. You know, this is what is perceived to be the value. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I noticed is that what we're trying to do is create that infrastructure for what businesses need, right? And, you know, starting phenomenal. Right. And starting off by creating a platform where they can do the one thing they're trying to do is sell. Right. So that they can, you know, they are able to continue to use the strengths of what a small business is, right? In terms of being right that very approachable and very, you know, be able to establish a brand and to be able to kind of show, hey, I am in this area. This is what I sell, this and the third. So now they can have a separate place to do that along with being able to sell their story. Okay. All right. So now 
when it comes to selling your story, how have you done it with sewing for Scythe in terms of approaching potential? Let's you know, let's keep the the government side because I know you're yeah. not really there yet. But how are you? How do you use that in regards to potential customers being businesses that you know will provide their oil for you? Right. Mm-hmm. So you you mentioned social media, and it's interesting because it's t- 2019, and social media is the end all be all. If you don't have it, and I do have social media for the account, but it's definitely not the way to reach my clients. Okay, it's not the way. This is an industry right now, and the way that I'm approaching it with the restaurants, you have to have that face to face interaction. You can send them as many emails as you want okay. and say I'd like to talk to you, but you have to boots on the ground. It's literally kind of almost grassroots okay. if you want to be successful with it. So um, that and sometimes that's okay. You know, you just got to be able to. You got to be willing to commit to it. So it's literally going restaurant to restaurant. So it takes time to identify what restaurants am I going to do this month, okay. and what's my goal of how many restaurants? Because I mean, just as you get yeses. But you also get no's. Right. And you have to determine, do you want to go back to that no one day? <laughs> or do you want to go back to that no tomorrow? Right. Or do you just let that no go? Um, you know what I mean? So it just kind of depends on different experiences. Some experiences are, it's simple and it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm down for this. Some experiences, they're interrogating you before they even consider it. Right. And in other experiences, it's just flat out no. And there's various reasons why they're saying no. But um, yeah, I, I think for me... It's that face-to-face interaction. Okay. Social media is primarily used to educate my audience about oil aggregation and the good that it could do in the right. green. Green, And it's not always about oil. We just talk about some other things that's just going on environmentally friendly, creating mm-hmm. jobs, because there are certain things that are core to the business. Yeah. So we just sometimes, it's just to keep the engagement. It's for social purposes. It is not a sale platform. Okay. Y'all hear me? okay (laughs) all right so with that if let's i kind of want to take the listeners through like an exercise right so i am you know open up shop restaurant Mm -hmm. how would someone for scythe approach me in regards to essentially trying to gain my business in terms of and how would you kind of leverage your strengths to kind of have that conversation so you want me to put out some trade secrets? Um, I'm I mean, just kidding. I'm if you just got kidding. gems, if you got no, gems. No, I'm some. not going to put out trade secrets because I do have real life competitors out there and I'm a businesswoman at the end of the day. No, I understand. But respect. I can give you a quick, yeah, yeah. is that what you're wanting? A quick like if yeah. you were a business owner? Yeah. What type of business is this? This is a restaurant. So What I, type of restaurant? Uh, I know you're a restaurant because that matters. The amount of oil that you're producing matters to what I say to you. And how I say it to you, I am, let, a, I am a soul food restaurant, so I make it's a lot of oil. I, yeah, I make I'm making chicken. I'm making <laughs> I'm making it all. I'm all about it. Right. So one of the first approaches when I walk into your restaurant, I'll whoever's at the front, I will ask to speak to the kitchen manager or to the owner. Okay. Um, once I get you, let's, oh, let's just assume we already have a meeting planned. Okay. So it's not. I'm not surprising you. We yeah. already have this meeting. You know why I'm coming to talk to you. So it's a it's a warm lead type. Of yeah, situation. it's already. Yeah. So I've already pretty much told you what my business do. Okay. Now what I'm talking to you about how to get you to sign this document to work with me. Right. I probably shouldn't say this, but you have to look at the person. That's why I said it's a face to face interaction thing yeah, you kind of have to be able to and this is a strength you have to kind of almost be able to read the person within 10 seconds right to kind of and you could be wrong but chances are if you're good at this you're not going to always be wrong um and for you eric i would start with the kids okay i would talk about how 
did you know that asthma is a huge has a huge impact on the children in our community? Right. I will tell you the numbers. I'll give you. I'll run it all down for you. Mm-hmm. Then I will tell you. Did you know that there's a way to support our children through your restaurant? It doesn't cost you a penny. Hey, you, w- you, you've already gotten my <laughs> you've gotten my attention there. I would tell you. Do you understand? By if you sign with me, you get this sticker to put on your restaurant's window. When kids are walking down the street, they're going to tell their parents, let's eat there. They support my school. Okay. You know, I will yeah, tell yeah. you, this will bring you customer. I will tell you also, by signing on with me, you will. I will almost be a marketing arm for you, an extended marketing arm, because I'm pushing the restaurants. Right. That Because the more people eat, the yeah. more oil you're providing for me. Right. So you have another marketing arm there. So, there are just various things out. So those certain things like that. So one thing I want to call out is that with with that, you... Essentially, you know, you're more than focused on what someone for sight is going to get out of it, right? Because at the end of it all, you recognize that in order to, even though your business is the oil, mm-hmm. you have a vested interest in terms of providing them more business because it then in turn gives you more oil. Right. So the overall idea with sewing for Scythe, and this is just want to make sure that you understand is it is community based in every sense of the word. Okay. So it's helping the children in the community. It's helping the restaurants who are giving us the oil because we want to make sure you get repeat customers as well. So it's continuing right. your business. It's a whole cycle. It's helping potentially create jobs in our community. It's a, it's literally a circular model. Right. Okay. Where the whole process, so you, the community you, is so benefiting. So basically, you feel like it's trying to add to the ecosystem, right? Oh, it's you, absolutely building okay. our ec- so we're the the one of the things in President, former President Obama, my president. Um, <laughs> so uh, oh, he talked about. <laughs> I'm always taking it there, but he he talked about it one of his one of his many amazing um, speeches in the past about creating a bioeconomy here in the United States. Okay. Um, there are very few states that can claim it. I almost dare to say no states can actually claim it. Right. Um, and one of the things, long-term goals with me is, first, let's make Forsyth County a bioeconomy state. Excuse me. Yeah, a bioeconomy state. Right. And then focus on turning North Carolina into a bioeconomy. I mean, okay. North, excuse me, yeah, bioeconomy okay. city. Yeah. And then turning North Carolina into a bioeconomy state. That's a huge goal for me. Right. And you can look up what bioeconomy is. I don't want to get into all the details of it. Yeah. But, that, I mean, that's, that's just big. Okay. Overall, for me, and how and how it touches community because it has such a huge impact. Okay, okay, all Changing right. So the carbon footprint and everything has a huge impact. So I feel like we can talk about this all day. You know, okay, I, yeah. you know, <laughs> you're right. You know, me and you, you know, we talk about you know in terms of what I'm working on, what you're working on, and I feel like we can go through this all day. Yeah, right. But I'm glad uh, you know we kind of talked about this. But let's take a quick break all and right. we're gonna wrap it up. Okay, about how for how for you listeners can sell your strands. Okay. Sounds good. And we're back. Uh, that was a great conversation in regards to selling your strands. But now let's get down to the nitty gritty in terms of making sure that our listeners have something to walk away with. Right. And now we're going to get into the section or the segment called concept startup growth, okay. where we're going to basically summarize what we, you know, what we discussed about some key takeaways that you know people who might be in different stages of their business can be able to take away in terms of selling their streams. Got it. So first, let's start off with concept. Okay. Um, so when I think about being at the concept stage mm-hmm. um, of a business, the one thing as cliche as it sounds, ladies and gentlemen, 
It's in the Bible. That that got to mean something to you. <laughs> Write it down. That seems to be a, a common theme. Write it down. It may. It's so crazy how that simple thing makes the biggest difference. Right. Writing it down. I don't care if you write it on a wall. Write it on your bathroom mirror. Write it on a little sheet of paper and keep it in your pocket. But write it down. That makes writing down the vision just it changes the game. Honestly. Okay. It kind of, it's almost like it keeps you accountable. So write it down okay. would be my concept. All right. Next is startup. Um, for startup, the actionable thing is don't get tired. This is the hardest phase, in my opinion, because you have to get up. Okay. You have to get out of bed. <laughs> you have to go do this thing, possibly be embarrassed, possibly have three straight days or three straight weeks or three straight months of just letdowns. Of don't no, of nose of and just why am I even doing this and and this is probably your broker stage you have no money while you're doing this <laughs> so I want to say don't get tired and that's an action and you have to remind yourself so if the if the way to not get tired is this is a time that you need to be going to certain things in your community that keeps you motivated okay if yoga is your thing and that keeps you going whatever your thing is do it don't get tired because it's so easy to quit during this stage so it's like almost like if you are you know being downtrodden like you find something to give you that quick win to something Mm -hmm. that you can feel like yes i accomplished it right now let me get straight back to it again simple things even if it means cooking dinner that night i made dinner tonight i'm i succeeded at something not here. <laughs> no, the, the thing is, the funny thing is that actually happened to me. Like I wanted to build something. I mm-hmm. built a bookcase, and I was like, "I'm ready to go." I feel like I could do it everything now. I'm, <laughs> I was ready to go. Yeah, like don't get tired. Do something. Yeah, don't okay. get tired. Yeah. Okay, and the last is growth. For the growth, I would say when you're at the growth stage of your business, mm-hmm. don't get comfortable. So what's next? And remember, you already wrote it down. So remember, you can't do everything at once. You right. can't do what you're going to do at growth stage at your concept stage, but you go back during growth stage. What did I write down? What did I say I wanted okay. to do? Okay. And growth stage is when you start to make steps towards doing that next thing. You always, that's why it's called growth. Right. You always want to grow. Don't get comfortable. Don't be like, I'm making money. I'm good. No. Right. Good. You got that covered. Keep it going. What is next? Which do basically, it. which basically kind of brings you back down to the concept stage. Bring again. you back to the concept stage, that, and it's an ongoing cycle. Okay. You heard me say I'm an islander. We're we're serial entrepreneurs. Right. Okay. So serious. You, always kind of like, what, what can we do? Let's do it. Okay. I mean, keep the spice in life. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that was the total concept startup growth. All right. So again, that is there for you guys to be able to you know take that and be able to digest what we spoke about. All right. Now we're gonna get into my favorite part. <laughs> All right. This is going to be comfort zone killer. This is going to be the segment that you guys, the listeners, can kind of come back to so that you can stay motivated throughout the week until the next time. Because I know you can't wait until the next episode of Open Up Shop. So I'm going to have Magali take care of this one, too. All right, Magali, <laughs> what is something that you can use or people can use to help motivate you? This one is catered to the ladies, but gentlemen, it worked for you, too. Um I hope I'm not old school when I say this, but so I don't know how many people know Cindy Lauper, but she has this song, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Okay. And my favorite line is, when the working day is done, girls just want to have fun. And I think as a entrepreneur, no matter what state you're in, shoes, even if it's, if you're in corporate America, whatever it is, right. like, I just said this, keep the spice in life. Look at that. But <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> Girls just want to have fun. Like keep the fun in your business. If you get to a point where you are just like, I don't even like what I'm doing. 
rethink what you're doing. So girls, just one half. I wish I could sing because I was singing. When the working day is done, oh girls, you know that song, right? They want to. Do you don't not. know that song? I do not. Oh, <gasps> I'm going to listen to it, and I'm going to put I'm going to put a link in the show notes so that. Oh, please play the clip, people. Like, listen to it, even if you just replay that one line. But the whole song is great. All right, girls, all right. So <laughs> that concludes another episode of Open Up Shop. I want to thank. Mags, Queen Mags, <laughs> Magali Yassim, you know, serial entrepreneur, uh, serial pusher for me, you know. Um, Magali, uh, let everybody know where they can find you. For Sewing for Scythe, yes, I mean, for whatever, you know, for everything that you do. I'm going to tell you how to find me on Sewing for Scythe. Okay. Um, and that's S O I N F R O S Y T H. And that's on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Same. Okay. Same um, name. You can find me on those three platforms. You can find my personal page on Instagram, purpose underscore in pumps. Um, and that's, yeah, you can find me that way. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Magley, again, thank you for coming. And I hope that you loved what we had um, to discuss today. And I hope that you know that you need to start selling your strengths. Now, go get your journey started and build your idea, project, or business. But all you have to do is remember is to open up shop. Peace.